Do you guys feel the heat? Things are getting hot over here at the Spanish Princess After Show. Harry and Henry are still fighting over Catherine. Rosa is in trouble. And Richard is kind of stuck. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> That took me a minute. I'm all stuck. Aww. Yes. Welcome, everybody. This is the Spanish Princess After Show. My name is Sahai Wilson. And tonight, we have some amazing things to talk about. First of all, on my left, I have Rachel, our resident historian. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here to talk about the stuck guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Carrie in the live chat. What's up? How's it going? So, okay, ladies, gentlemen, what was your overall thoughts on this episode? Not as... Cr- I knew there was how the end went that way. I kind of was all, yeah, not surprised, the way they led up to it. I, so it was not quite as uh, shocking the way the last episode ended, though there was a lot progressing in this episode, so it was nice to see, like, okay, I like I wanted things to get moving more. Yeah. So it was a mix of things were moving, but I kind of wanted more. I love that it was a combination of, I was frustrated with Catherine. Not that, um, I didn't, like, I understood why she was acting the way she was yeah. in terms of, not um, not just telling Harry that she had feelings for him. I understood that mm-hmm. completely. Right. But I, as a as someone watching this from the outside, I was a little frustrated. Like, come on, just tell him how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, it was hard to watch that situation. But I also loved that we were getting some of the Harry that will turn into Henry VIII yeah. in terms of his, like, I don't want to call him ruthless yet because he hasn't done anything crazy, but just... What's kind of sim- like simmering beneath the surface? Okay, I'm starting we, to we're, see we're starting it. to see yeah. who he will become. I actually really like this episode. I it had a lot going on. Um, I was surprised at the end. Maybe you know, maybe I'm the only one, but the ending surprised me. So I like the fact that you know things are building up and the show's getting inch- mm-hmm. more and more interesting week by week. Also, stay tuned. We'll have our news and gossip, our special segment, keeping it real, and some predictions. So let's get into the episode. We start with you know. Harry is pissed and je- and says that his dad is jealous. You know, King Henry says, you know, Queen Elizabeth's dying wish was for him to marry Catherine. And I'm a little uh, skeptical. I was like, mm, yeah. I don't think I heard that. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I think he's yeah. making things up. <laughs> um, and then we have a poor Sir Richard Pole who's pleading for his wife's return mm-hmm. because Maggie has been banished, and Queen Mother is like, nope, she's gone. She betrayed me. She's out. And then we have Oviedo who sees Lena and he she he just lets her walk on by. He's still upset because she kind of like dismissed him last week. Mm-hmm. And then we have poor Rosa. Lord, <laughs> yeah. she starts throwing up. And she just this entire episode, she was the most frustrating part for me. Yes. We'll kind of break that down mm-hmm. a little bit more, but so in the beginning we also have um Henry and Catherine have dinner together. Kind of like the their first date. <laughs> Right? You're so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> that giant table. I do appreciate, though, that he goes, I've had enough meals that I feel like it gets bigger and bigger in terms of that awkwardness. So he's aware that it's not the best either. But I like his cocky thing later where he's like, who said I can't woo women? Well, that's the thing that was funny to me. It was like this was his way of courting someone, having a dinner where she's like sitting so far away from you. But he really thought he was cool. He thought he was doing something here. Mm -hmm. And the way that Catherine was acting, too, like it was very political. Like on the one hand, she was very accepting of her fate. 
And it wasn't like yeah. she was very cruel to him. Like, she was still... She was as nice as she could be in that situation. But you can tell, like, when she does that, like, smile thing where it's, like, not a real smile. <laughs> but it's sort of like... It's like, mm. like... It's like an annoyed smile. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I don't really want to be here. But, or, like, maybe she has more to say. I could just feel, I could feel that with her. And with him, it was just, it was uncomfortable for me watching that because I see him as someone who could be her father. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think she, Catherine was weighing her options at this point. Um, She didn't know what to do. She's kind of in a bad predicament. Here it is. You have the king telling you, you have to marry me and this is what's going to happen. You have no choice. And then, you know, Harry, who's like, I love you so much. So, and then she's just, just trying to also think about what her mother's going to think as well. And that's the part that really upset me the most was how Harry was treating her. I felt like he wasn't being fair. And even though she tried to explain to him why she wasn't just running into his arms yeah. and why she was just resigning to this situation is because she couldn't just say, you know, no, thank you to the king. Like, okay, you do that. You might die. Exactly. And, and too like she is a political person she did want to be the queen of england so sure for her like okay like she really has to think about what she's gonna do yeah every decision has to be calculated like Mm -hmm. king henry said you and my wife both had mothers that not so much raised you but smelted you so she has to be strong Mm -hmm. and calculated she can't just like fall into the arms of every man that falls in love with her now um did we think harry actually loved love her nope nope I mean, he said it. I thought he <laughs> <laughs> he seemed so sincere when he saw he when he said it. He was like, "I love you." I was like, oh, "So beautiful." I think this version of Harry might think that he does. Okay, but mm. and this could be coming from what I know about King Henry the yes. too. And I'm trying not to let that affect my judgment. Right. But we, even Margaret was warning him or warning Catherine. Oh, I feel bad for you if you love him. For her to say that. A person who really knows Harry, right? Um, I I know that with him, he just wants her as his possession, and that it's a game for him, a conquest. Like he, mm-hmm. I I don't trust. His I feelings. know, but what do I you think, think he does like. I think this version of him now likes her, right? But via um, poll, I do think it's uh, elaborated on a little bit. That he can be quickly infatuated with things and change. So even if he is in love with her now, it's not a like long-lasting test of time love. Right. Um, I brought this up. I saw Neela J in the chat. Harry loves Catherine. I was kind of shocked at that. It seemed more like lust and infatuation and a maybe he likes her. And you know what? Again, they're changing things for the show. Yeah. But I think also Harry's not used to not getting what he wants. Yeah. He's used to getting everything he wants. He even got his brother's fiance when he without trying you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. he just put in very a little bit of effort threw some letters to her and got something that he wasn't even supposed to have and I love how even though we don't quite see what he's capable of yet they are setting it up so that in the future when Harry does marry Catherine Mm -hmm. if these are the kind of fights they're having now where he's not understanding what she's going through even though this is obviously not a fight that they would have in the future It's setting it up so that we know that he is not going to be an understanding husband in general. Mm. And that if he, like, he's very, his mind is very, like, you know, one track and, oh, well, I'm right. And if you don't agree with me, you are wrong and we are going to have a problem. Uh, that goes exactly, I like that, with uh, Sadie Cat TV in the chat says, Henry, Henry only cares about what he needs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think he's, he might love her now. 
but it's very much in the now. Right. I think also we saw um, Harry be more calculating during the meeting that we'll talk about. Mm So we'll wrap up this this date scene. Um, When Catherine brought up Elizabeth during the date, do you think that was because she was being calculating or she was really interested on how Henry felt about his ex? I think she was being calculating because she brought up Arthur in the same conversation. Exactly. And I think she was trying to say, you and I shouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So um, then Queen Mother calls Lena and Rosa in to tell them who they're going to marry. For Lena, Charles Brandon is her option. And then Rosa has two options, the two Dukes, uh, Duke of Rochester. There's a gentleman named Rochester and another gentleman named Willoughby. Um, that's, this is when we first see Rosa's sign of pregnancy. She just starts throwing up and says it's due to somewhat, was it quail? Bad food, yeah. yeah some food. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I just ate some. I do like Rosa, <laughs> I, I do like Lena the next day is like, so yeah, was this still the food? Yeah. <laughs> um, Henry, by this time, has already written to Queen Isabella to ask for um, Catherine's hand. And Lena is upset by this point. She's like, listen, Catherine, you have options. I do not. You know, uh, she reveals to Catherine that she's in love with Oviedo at this time. I, was like, I think even yeah. to herself, too. True, true. And that, you know, because he's not Catholic, because he's not a noble, because he's not a Tudor, that they would possibly be both killed by Queen Isabella, which was like a really, like, a moment that's like, hey, this is a real deal issue here. Like, mm-hmm. this is not just about love and lust. Lives are at stake here. Oh, yeah. And then, so Oviedo, uh, did you, was, we found out at this point that Oviedo only works for food and lodging. And I was like, what? I didn't know he didn't get paid. Did you guys, like, realize that at the time? It didn't register to me until I heard it in yeah. this episode. Yeah. So if they had mentioned it, I missed it. Same here. So Catherine's like, how would you support a family? Yeah, you're in love right now. But again, I'm over here playing this game to to keep the ball rolling. But what are you going to do? And it just made me, what I enjoy about this show is that it shows you how limited the options were for women at this time. Either mm-hmm. you get married to the right guy or as Rose, uh, Lena later says to Rosa, you're going to end up on the street with a baby in hand being a beggar. So, you know, this is why you have to do anything that you can to to, to survive, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Catherine threatens Lena, like, if, if you end up taking Oviedo, you're going to have to possibly uh, leave my house. I was a little annoyed with Catherine's reply to Lena. I felt it was a little bit like, oh, well... Oh, okay, fine. Like, it felt really childish in that moment of, well, you're telling me off, and here's me saying something back. I was like, girl, stop, stop. Do you think she was jealous that Lena could have, like, true love, and here it is, she has to possibly marry this, this, the king? That makes sense. Yeah. So then we see Maggie, who's still exiled, but she's ironically happy. She's like, I don't want to be part of the court. She's away from that drama. Away from the drama. I love being here with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We see her kind of happy, but Richard is not happy at this time. He's like, you know, why don't you just tell... R.I.P. Richard. Right. R.I.P. <laughs> Richard, when he was alive at this point, tells um, his wife that, you know, why didn't you just tell uh, Mar- Margaret what she wanted to hear? And yeah. and Maggie's like, no. I, you know, you, what I appreciate about Maggie is that she is really sticking to her guns. I think once you tell a lie, you also have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And then two, she really has principles, which we don't see with many characters in in film in projects like this. 
And I think also it's her standing up to the royalty that she doesn't like. True. Of like, I'm not going to bend and break for them. And even if she doesn't believe in the lie that she's... Well, she didn't lie. She omitted truth. True. Uh, <laughs> but even if she didn't, I think she doesn't want to cater to them and be one of their tools. Yeah. And she's been through so much because yeah. of them already that I almost felt like when we saw her last speaking with the Queen Mother, yeah. that it was almost um, like she did it as kind of like a, you know, screw you for mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. like this to me. You know who that reminds me of? Our dearly departed Princess Diana. She always stuck it to the royals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Diana. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so Richard asked his wife, listen, because he sees this book that Maggie has received from her cousin, who's mm-hmm. the starting the rebellion. Um, he's like, if you've had interactions with him, let us know. And again, Maggie's like, no. So she lies to her husband right here. We'll see how this will affect her. Did she throw the book? In no, she ripped the uh, the page out. Dedication page. Got it. Okay, interesting. Um, then Harry says, tells Catherine, listen, we have to fight for our love. And Catherine's like, uh, I don't think that's what we need to do here. She she needs she says I'm still figuring out my choices, and as we've established, Harry does not like this at all. Um, then we see a little shot of Meg, who is welcomed at Dalkeith Castle in Scotland by her husband, whom she was seemed pleasantly yeah. pleasant towards. Yeah. I was well, surprised by that. I don't know if she was told misinformation. Often is the case when you don't like your enemy, you like paint them very poorly. I think she was under the impression I was too that he was going to be some old. Like, way older than right. her. Right. Like, you know, 40 to her 15. Yes, right. that's really old. But I, I envision something more like 60s. Like, he's right. more grandpa. Decrepit. And now it's like, oh, hi. Distinguished <laughs> gentleman, right? She's like, hello. Okay. <laughs> like, you see when she looks up and she's like, okay. I can get used I, to this. I can do this. And it actually seemed, it reminded me that for her, she probably hasn't had much male attention. She yeah. hasn't had, like, a first crush. Mm-hmm. So she goes from straight from first crush to husband. Yeah. yeah. So. But has to take care of the bastard kids, which was yeah. interesting. I do like Maggie going, yeah, better <laughs> you for it, because she's like, I can't do that. Yeah, so Maggie writes Meg this letter after responding to a letter Meg wrote her, yeah. kind of checking in. So these children now, um, there were a lot of them, and yeah. they're basically a couple years younger than Meg so they're, they're kind of going to be like <laughs> yeah. buddies right yeah and I mean the thing is though it's probably she not her younger siblings though so maybe it won't be too bad to hang out with young kids yeah, for her. yeah. and like they, I'm sure they have like other people actually yeah. taking care of them <laughs> yes. so she probably just has to show up and see yeah, them not exactly. like change diapers right. not you know feed them like she has a good deal True. especially mm-hmm. if it's you know mm-hmm. she's married to a person who seems like he's nice right from that initial for meeting. now yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, all she has to she, I guess Meg is going to be the cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the really cool mom. Yeah, she's like, be the really oh, cool. she understands my preteen needs <laughs> yeah. because she just went through them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we also like to fill all of your needs here at After Buzz. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you about some of our other shows. Yeah. Uh, we have a few different networks here. And right now you're on the Drama Channel. We also have Reality TV. We also have Red Carpets, Animation. And a sci-fi fantasy one as well. So go check those out. Make sure you subscribe to get those notifications. And it really helps us because we love hearing your thoughts on the show. Leave comments down below. Click that thumbs up. iTunes, five stars because one through four don't work. And thank you for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Yes. And there were a couple of you who commented last week. Yes. Let me grab those. 
comments, and we always love hearing from you. Please continue to do that. Uh, so some of the people who commented last week, we have Hubby Joe, Sadie Cat TV, Joanna Rodriguez, Aria Davis, and thank you so oh, – uh, Thomas Roswell and – Make sure it's in the replies if there's more people. It's really great all the extra information everybody provides. Yes. Thank you so much because, you know, like we have we have an historian, but still it's, you know, historical fiction. So it's fun to hear the facts from all of you. So thank you very much. Yeah, I feel like it's a team effort. You know, you yeah. give us yeah. stuff, we give you a little bit, mm-hmm. and we're all getting through this together. So back to the show. So Rosa at this point is still sick. Um, and she can't remember when she got her period, and she wants to tell to tell Stafford how naive is Rosa during this entire episode. Yes. And Carrie, you yes. ask me like what's going on with her. I attribute it to just youthful naivete. Like she's really just young, dumb, and as they say, full of cum. <laughs> uh, well, she yeah, that's true. That's how you make the babies exactly. And, and I mean, I just as soon as it happened. First, like my husband, hubby, ooh, sorry, my mm-hmm. husband, you mean hubby Joe, hubby co- Joe, love yeah. him. Thank <laughs> you, hubby Joe. You're a regular. We love you. He's like, why is she standing in front of the target? Because <laughs> we both thought I was. I was thought gonna, he was going to shoot her yeah, too. Yeah, like okay, Whoops. okay, it's cool. And he's walking away, and then she's like smiley, happy, and then done. <laughs> You know. I know we're not at predictions, but dude, I feel she's gonna die. Yeah, he's gonna get rid of her. We're gonna get. Yeah, to that. I I feel it's naivete, and she's just that inexperienced. But it's unfortunate because you cannot be experienced with something, but not be stupid, right? Because Lena is a little older than her, but still young, and doesn't have this sense of. She's even like, no, this is not a good idea. Like, don't. This is a bad plan. I'm going to be a practical response to what your bad actions resulted in. Right. And, oh, yeah, no. So, Rosa, I'm like, girl, stop. I know. Stop. So Lena, Lena has to take care of the Infanta, Catherine, and then now she has to take care of Rosa. So yeah. I think Lena comes from a different background. She's kind of, you know, had to pull herself up by her bootstraps. I yep. think Rosa possibly may have come from a little bit more. So this yeah. is why she didn't learn any. She's not street smart. Very true. I don't think Rosa has any of that. Like, she's not a survivalist at all. How did she even get this job? I'm like, right? How did you get here? How are you? Pretty face. Yeah, probably because it's like you're. You can barely take care of yourself, and here it is. You're supposed to be taking care of Catherine, which she's not doing at all. And we actually see Catherine take care of her. She asks Alina to make a bath, and she puts Catherine in the bath and is washing. I mean, she puts uh, Rosa in the bath, Mm -hmm. and Catherine is actually washing her back. I thought that was a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really spoke to like what I don't know. We, it was a softer side of Catherine that I had never seen before, and it really speaks to who historically Catherine was, mm-hmm. and she was loved by the people, mm. and it was seen as a very loving person. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing of a Sadie Cat the TV. She's a dumb girl. Trouble coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, you can blame it on ignorance, but I do feel it's just her not thinking out the options. And and actually, sometimes you are building a dream in your head because yes. that's what you want. But in reality, it really can't happen because, girl, yeah. he is married, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So speaking of um, being loved by the people, you know, that's something that Harry also said. He was like, Harry uh, earlier found, found out that Edmund Delapole was in London and kind of told his family about it. Like, duh, you guys didn't know, but I did because I'm in the brothel. Mm-hmm. I mean, brothels i don't know in the pubs we'll say yes yes he's uh you know entertaining multiple different ladies and he finds out information unlike his father and grandmother who do not so i found that interesting 
Um, when, you know, there's this is a harsh reality for, for Rosa. She's an unwed mother, uh, well, a pregnant woman with no husband and very limited options. And Lena tells her, listen, you, you could be flogged, you could lose your place with the Infanta, and you'll be in the streets with the baby. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's harsh. So then King Henry and Lady Margaret are having an update Privy Council meeting. And um, that's when, as I mentioned, uh, Harry updates them about uh, Edmund de la Pole. And that's where I saw this other side of Harry, where he was like conniving and and strong-willed. I thought in this episode, I thought he was actually sweet towards Catherine as he was just trying to be like, please, 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 like pick Mm -hmm. me, pick me. I feel that way too. Um, I just think at the same time, um, like beyond his desperate, like he doesn't, he didn't come off as desperate, but I feel like to him that was being desperate. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's just, he just didn't have a kind way. Like he was not being, he wasn't handling it with her the kindest. That he, he was putting pressure on her, not yeah. letting her come to her, her, the decision on her own. He was like, hey, remember. I'm here. But at the same time, when you think of like a typical romance, yeah. you think of, you know, even if the woman, even even if the woman or man can't be together, yeah. then they, or, you know, in this case, they wouldn't, they would at least profess their love for each other. Yes. And I think that might have been his problem yeah. is that there was no profession of love and it was mm-hmm. just, yeah, I can't be with you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at this point during this council meeting, Henry says that Harry needs to shut his mouth because all he worries about gr- girls and ale, which it was getting heated in that meeting. I was like, ooh, father-son battle here. Yeah. Um, and again, that's how Harry says he finds out information because he's in the pubs and that Edward de la Pole is at the apothecary, is at an apothecary. Um, and Lady Margaret asked Harry at this point, like, are you for England or are you for yourself? Which I found interesting because I'm like... Mm-hmm. This is your grandson, your protege. I thought you would kind of know his intentions. And so the fact that he's kind of defying her, anyone that defies her, she's like, I don't know about you. So I feel like he's got to watch his back the way he's kind of acting up towards his grandmother because she's a little diabolical herself. So oh, yeah. you never know. Um, Lena then goes to Oviedo to ask him how she can take care of Rosa's problem. And what did you think about Oviedo being offended by her asking him where that where she can go get something to get give Rosa an it abortion? It wasn't the ask, but it was she doesn't want to make herself look bad, but mm-hmm. she's okay with him mm-hmm. looking bad. Mm-hmm. So he goes, okay, fine. You don't want anybody to think poorly of you, but they're going to look at me thinking I'm the problem. Right. And I think he's offended by that. And I mean, it makes sense of like, uh, I'm going to stay over here and do this. Can you go do this bad thing for me? <laughs> cool, thanks. Yeah. And I think he's already fed up with her at this point. Yeah. yeah. She's t- like, you know, turned him down. And um, I think he feels like he was turned down exactly for the reason that he was, that yeah. he, his station isn't high enough for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this point, he's like, by the way, I got a promotion. And her first question was like, is there pay? Ouch. <laughs> she kind of says congrats a couple seconds later. Right. But I'm happy for you. And he's upset about that. He's yeah. like, Lena, everything is not about money. And I think that's the issue with him. He's like, I love you with or without money, no matter what. And she's like, it feels like her love is like contingent upon, at, at times, contingent upon 
how much money he has in his status. But based on survival, it makes sense. Yeah. Like today's world, that's a little different. Exactly. But then it's like, well, what are we going to do? Exactly. And then Catherine mm-hmm. has already put this in her head. Yeah. Like, you need to be thinking, like, about the logistics here, not just about the love. Mm-hmm. So Lena goes to the whorehouse to get a potion or an herb or an, a stone to try to move this abortion along, which I found interesting. Um because I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what people used at that time. I thought they were going to throw her down the stairs. That's what I thought too. <laughs> I thought that oh, it was no. going to be some weird procedure, and that all Lena was doing was going there hmm. to talk about it, right? To find some kind of time to bring Rosa there. Mm. I didn't know that they were going to give her something. Yes. And then wow. when we cut to Rosa, I thought it was, okay, we're getting ready to see the people come in and got do it. this. Got it. Got oh. see, our minds were in a different place. But all she got was something in a little bag. Yeah. Uh, and she also sees one of Rosa's suitors at the whorehouse um, getting his freak on. Now, can we talk about this scene here at the whorehouse? It was a lot more graphic than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys expect it to be that graphic? Um, it's stars. Okay, okay. I mean, I watched American Gods and Stars, and that one had out of everything. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I was like, well, we get some booty. Um, I thought it was interesting that we get a uh, submission person is like one of the people against the wall, and she's like, put this on your head, slave. Uh-oh. And like so a it's like, yeah, that was like one of the people against the wall. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's all these men that, you know, they're in these positions of power, and some people like to flip. And uh, I, I thought more... Okay, right. No kink shaming or anything like right. that. But I don't think I would ever be that excited with people so much so close next to you. Like it was like stall, like each stall had people going on. Yeah. Like I'd be like, can I get some space? You know, you know private room. I've this heard, felt too public. Yeah, I've heard stories, and um, men are gross. <laughs> some men are gross. Not not your husband. But other men you're that are, hubby Joe. Hubby Joe, you're great. At hearts, but other men are disgusting, and they don't care about those things when they're uh, in in the moment. Because it's not even like it's a group orgy or anything like that. Well, it kind of was. And they but don't. It they, just, I yeah. Know. It wasn't. Yeah. We've seen lots of brothel action from Game of Thrones also. And I was going to say Outlander. Oh, um, yeah. I was I expecting it. it to be about what it was because it, okay. it reminded me. There are parts of the show that definitely remind me of Outlander Got it. in a way. Got so, it. yeah. Well, the madam also offers uh, Lena a second side hustle if she wants to uh, yeah. <laughs> to work yeah. at the brothel and says how much money that they could get for her or if she couldn't pay, this is how she would have to pay the debt, which mm-hmm. I found very interesting because Lena's like, no. And then, um, well, Neela J brought this up too. So I uh, mentioned, so the lady at the brothel said Lena would make a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Also referring to how, so black women were fetishized, question yes. mark, essentially. Yes. Uh, often, even if the diff, even if the other is a negative thing, as in like the enemy, it's mm-hmm. still the other and that can be easily fetishized. Yes. And she's different. So he's like, oh, lady of the night. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> Enticing. Like, because- nope. Yeah, she and plus they had never seen. There were very few yeah. people of color at in, yes. in that area at the time, so they were like, she was really going to be a hot commodity. Um, but hopefully, her fate never takes her back to the brothel. Um, then Lady Margaret updates Harry to let him know that Edmund Delapole had escaped, and she is pissed. Um, but she also then brings Harry. Were these prostitutes? So, Grandma, this part kind of... High-class ones, Okay, I feel these are call girls. Okay, so Grandma, in order... She's upset that Edmund has escaped, but she wants to kind of test whether or not Harry is still in love with Catherine. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I think it went beyond that too. Like okay. I almost thought, yeah, it could have been a test. Mm-hmm. But also I think that she wanted him to stop thinking about Catherine mm. and to get over it. And I felt like this was going to be lust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought that like she was wondering if he had ever been with somebody. And so oh. he so she was trying to say, "Here you go. You can be with whatever whoever you want to be with. You don't like you can pick any woman. Right. So just if you want to fool around with people, here you go. Like here are some people." Right. And, and I think she also wanted to distract him from being involved in any political discussions because yeah. she's like, mm-hmm. "Here, I know this is your weakness here. Take a few of these these women and choose from them and stay out of our meetings." And I find it interesting. I actually thought that Harry would do it. Um, I didn't think he would. The way that he was looking at them. Now, I'm thinking back, like, you know, and maybe wondering if he was looking at them the way he was because he knew what his grandmother was playing. Mm. Um, Or they're too easy. Yeah. He's like, nope, he wants to challenge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he also saw what she was up to, like you said, because, again, he's her protege, so he knows her moves. And he's not going to let them sway him. And I really, I was proud of him. Um, I thought that was a cool scene. We see, we see her go. She says, "I'm going to pray. You do your thing." And then he comes in there with her. I was like, "Ooh, good for you, Harry. Good for you." Um, but he, at this point, he says he doesn't want the wars, and he he came to pray with his grandmother. And he says what he feels for Catherine is real. And I don't know. In this episode, Harry was really telling me everything I wanted to hear. I was like, he so loves her so much. Well, she even says you make yeah. Catherine says like you can move words to your whim. I know. Essentially, see, I'm I'm like Rosa. I'm falling for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look through. Um, so there were different remedies quote-unquote, for the abortions. Um, so there's, like, other treatments and stuff. But it's definitely a weird concoction of stuff. I mean, ever, you can look it all up. But yeah. I, well, cause she said put it in. And so I'm assuming it's some kind of essentially a toxic something to yeah. kill. But I'm, I'm waiting there. I'm like, but then Rosa probably could die. And I think those probably happen, too, of, like. Very much so. Yeah. And, again, this show speaks to the struggles that women mm-hmm. had to go through. Um, and some of those struggles still continue today because yes. abortion is still a hot button issue. And um, so, yeah, Lena brings Rosa this old school abortion pill that I, because I didn't realize I thought it was going to be like something that she had to drink. I didn't realize it was something she would have to insert. Yeah, I thought it'd be something like you would consume as well, not yeah. a. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Rosa's scared. And I, at the time I was like, OK, you're scared of this weird concoction but you were not scared of having sex with the married man Mm -hmm. Hmm. i think she seems more scared that she goes i don't want to kill my baby i i felt i would be more worried of is this going to kill me well also she's a good catholic girl so you know um i had a good Good catholic girl it's okay having sex outside of marriage with a married man but i'll go kill that baby maybe she she thinks it's a common law marriage or something yeah their love is what binds them together yeah um so Catherine tells harry that she has to marry the king because the king has said so at this point as well Mm um and harry tells Catherine he loves her and he wants to make her he, she makes him want to be king so he can be a better man for her. I mean, come on, guys. He's saying all the right things. He is. <laughs> I just don't believe him. I think that maybe he believes what he's saying right now, but I, yeah, I'm I'm very, that's, mm-hmm. that's why she had that dream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There, yes. There's like, I feel like it's all like in the back of her mind, 
even though maybe at the forefront of this we see Harry as a charming young gentleman who is going to be good to her, mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing all these you know all these warnings that yeah. we wouldn't see if he was a you know kind and warm gentleman that we're yeah. getting to know yes well Catherine finally learns that um maggie at this point has been banished and lena and Catherine go visit her and maggie says listen i know you are trying to figure things out but i can see it in your eyes that you love harry so your decision has already been made um Catherine also approves of lena's marriage at this point and says hey we're like more than friends. We're like sisters. And I'm going to give you a dowry of three gold plates that you can melt down to start your family, which was super sweet. And then at this point towards the end, um, Rosa also tells Stafford about her baby. And this is when we thought, you know, he was going to shoot her with the bow and arrow, but she survives. And she asked for a house, uh, him to come see the baby and a small stipend, mm-hmm. which, you know, isn't much, but we, the way Stafford reacted, I think, uh, uh-uh, he's like, uh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Something's going to happen. Also, Maggie's at home with her family, her oldest son, Henry, who we did not see before. I was like, where did this grown child come from? And he goes, steps away to get Axel Grease for his dad. And kapow! Also, the we wagon falls on dad. This, but, or we were talking about this while we were watching. So all, something that happened earlier, too, all the king's men from this house have been pulled back. So... There's no one to help Richard when he, yep. his wagon falls And he's falls like, it's fine. Oh, we'll do it ourselves. And Richard no. had <laughs> warned Maggie, listen, they're removing all the other yeah. men from our house because, because we're being punished for your actions. Yep. And this led to ultimately to his death. So. Well, she's going to see it that way, 100%. Yes. Well, that was the episode. But now let's get into our special segment, Keeping It Real. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to keep this very short, but... The biggest thing that I wanted to mention this week is about Sir Richard Poole. Yes, R.I.P. Richard. R.I.P. They do not know how he died. It is very mysterious. I spent a good hour trying to do research on this um, to figure out what the actual cause was. And every site I went to, every source, um, they the, the most specific thing I found was that he obviously left his family of five young children behind when he died. They think either sometime late in 1504 um, that they know for a fact it was before December of 1505. It's not clear at all. Hmm. Um, the exact hmm. date and cause are unknown. And there, it's been suggested that maybe it was a fatal illness because of this. Uh, Margaret never remarried. And um, just something else I found interesting to add along with this is that Margaret, um, his son Henry Poole, and his son's wife – we're later on all beheaded under King Henry VIII. Hmm. It's interesting they didn't <laughs> document his death. Yeah. 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 But this, the, the way they did it for the show was pretty. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty I mean, good. It worked. But yeah. Thank you. Because yeah. the easy way people die then and even now, like you could work under your car and same yeah. thing. Bam. You could. Yeah. Bam. Well, thank you so much. We'll move into our news and gossip. After TV News. So, uh, Virginia's not here this week, but I will be covering news and gossip, and I have a couple of pictures from our Instagram. So, the first one is from um, Awkward Crone, which is actually Meg, and it's a group shot of everyone on her birthday, which I thought was cool. That's cute. I just love seeing all the cast together. Then I love this beautiful photo of Catherine and um, Maggie for Town and Country. I thought it was... Mm. uh, 
beautiful to see them both dressed up like royalty. Mm-hmm. Then we have Catherine picking her teeth because <laughs> she's just like us. I, I love that. No. And the last one is our girl Stephanie oh. Loves John, aka Lena. She says, TBT to the last time I was in LA. I can't wait to be back there this weekend with my Spanish Princess Stars family. So the cast, I guess, is here in LA. Guys, if you want to stop by, come on through. We are here yeah. for you. So thank you so much. Now let's go into predictions quickly. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Carrie, we'll start with you. Rosa's going to die. <laughs> uh, I feel yes. the easy way to get solve that baby problem for him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm. so either mysterious, it's going to be mysteriously. Like, it won't be, you know, something too obvious. Uh, again, trying not to think of history of I wonder how, if Harry's dad is going to die sooner, okay. too. So that it won't be that big of a switch for your son to, like, marry the woman uh, kind of a situation. And uh, I think Catherine is going to get more uh, invested with Harry. Okay. I agree with the Rosa prediction. I think that the way that he played it off was way too easy. Um, She is dead or someone's going to try to kill her. Maybe they won't succeed, but Mm. either way, like, I I can just see that happening. Um, My prediction with Henry, or sorry, Harry, Mm -hmm. and a.k.a. Henry VIII, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like he's going to get more ruthless Mm -hmm. and that we are, I feel like that's where they're going with this, is that there is, like, a demon lurking within him Mm -hmm. and that he is going to be this this teen who turns into an adult who can behead people and that if you cross his path you are done okay i agree stafford will definitely kill rosa um before that weird abortion pill does and maggie will want revenge um i think Mm. she's gonna be mad she's gonna be upset that her husband has been has died she's gonna blame everyone and we're finally gonna see her change from this strong uh, strong to her morals maggie to angry maggie so yeah well that was it for our episode this week thank you guys so much i'm sahai wilson and you can find me at say hi sahai and where can they find you ladies i am rachel goodman you can find me at rachel goodman on twitter or at rachel radner on instagram and my name's carrie lane you can find me online at carrie d lane that's k-a-r-i-d-l-a-n-e We'll be back next week, guys, and we'll see you then. See ya. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.